Welcome to the Race with Jesus podcast, the man's everyday where the life of Jesus meets yours. You've got your daily Bible reading today from Mark chapter 16. Mark 16. When the Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and Salome brought spices so that they could go and anoint Jesus. Very early on the first day of the week at sunrise, they went to the tomb. They were saying to each other, Who will roll the stone away from the entrance of the tomb for us? When they looked up, they saw the stone, which was very large, had been rolled away. As they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in a white robe sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. He said to them, Do not be alarmed. You are looking for Jesus the Nazarene, who is crucified. He has risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him. But go tell his disciples and Peter, He is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him, just as he told you. They went out and hurried away from the tomb, trembling and perplexed. They said nothing to anyone, because they were afraid. After Jesus had risen early on the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, out of whom he had driven seven demons. She went and reported to those who had been with him, as they mourned and wept. When they heard that he was alive and had been seen by her, they did not believe it. After these things, Jesus appeared in another form to two of them as they were walking along on their way to the country. These two also returned and reported it to the rest, but they did not believe it either. Later, he appeared to the eleven themselves as they were reclining at the table. He rebuked them for their unbelief and hardness of heart because they did not believe those who had seen him after he had risen. He said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. These signs will accompany those who believe. In my name they will drive out demons. They will speak in new languages. They will pick up snakes. And if they drink any deadly poison, it will not harm them. They will lay their hands on the sick, and they will get well. Then the Lord Jesus, after he had spoken to them, was taken up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. Those who went out preached everywhere, while the Lord worked with them and confirmed his word by the signs that accompanied it. This is the word of our God. In this chapter, Mark recounts for us the cornerstone of the Christian faith. You might apply that term to any number of different things, especially related to or pertaining to the person and work of Jesus Christ, but this resurrection makes all the difference. If Christ had not been raised, Paul said, then your faith is worthless, useless, and hopeless. Your faith is futile. But Jesus Christ has been raised from the dead, and that is your guarantee that your sin has been forgiven. That is your guarantee that... um that because Jesus lives, you will live also. That is your guarantee. And here's a, here's a very important one for us to talk about today. That is your guarantee that one time, at the end of time, one day, you also will be raised from the dead. Because the world around us has this strange separation between like who you are as a person and your life and your body. There's kind of this division. Um, You see this in when we talk about gender confused persons that inwardly I feel like um, I feel like this this gender or that gender or maybe this other gender that has no distinguishing characteristics and it's kind of made up in its terminology. 
But outwardly and biologically, I display, you know, the anatomy of being a man or being a woman or whatever the case may be. That's an example of this this division between the person and the body. And biblically, the two are one and the same. That you cannot separate who you are from the body that you inhabit. And the only way that that separation will happen is in death, when body and soul are separated. But then at the end of time, um, at Judgment Day, then everybody, literally everybody, every person and every person's body will be raised from the dead and body and soul will be reunited um, for the purpose of living on in the afterlife, body and soul. Now, the Christians obviously will be raised with a glorified body to life eternal with God in heaven. The unbelievers will be raised without a glorified body to eternal death, um, apart from the loving presence of God. So that's that's one of the first things we have to talk about. And um, if you want the big church word for it, I'm sure we'll talk about it, especially if we get um, like to First John. First John is a book of the New Testament that really deals with this this problem. Um, but the big word would be Gnosticism. Gnosticism is this Greek idea that separates um, who you are internally from your body. And it's this concept that the body and the material world and everything around us is bad. And therefore, um, therefore, we ought to mistreat our body and we ought to do what we can to be rid of our body. And it doesn't matter what you do in the body. Gnosticism is a denial of the resurrection and it flies in the face of of proper Christian living, of sanctification, and it goes directly against what Scripture says. Um, Gnosticism even says that Jesus himself did not have a body, but that he only seemed to have a body. He only appeared to have a body. And so you can kind of see that this idea, which is which is a little nebulous, um, and it's we still have the echoes of it in our society today. Gnosticism is entirely contradicted by Mark chapter 16 and by the account of the resurrection of Jesus. Here we see that Jesus raised himself from the dead. Jesus was raised from the dead, and that proves that your sin has been forgiven, and it proves that you also will be raised from the dead. Because the purpose of, of your Christian faith isn't to simply bring you to heaven so we're bouncing around on clouds for all eternity like, you know, precious moments figurines. The purpose is that you will raise, be raised to life again, and that you will inhabit the new heaven and the new earth, uh, body and soul, standing before God in all of all of the, the holiness that he has given to you. And the other thing we should kind of talk about here is um, the question, where is Jesus? <laughs> during this during the time between his burial and his resurrection, where is Jesus? Um, I've heard this I've heard this answered improperly and and it's actually fairly simple. Um, what happened to Jesus on Good Friday? Well he died. Um, and death is a separation. So Jesus' body and soul separated. Uh, his body remained on the cross, and just like any other Christian, um, his soul went to be with God in heaven. And for that period of time, before sundown on Friday, all the way until after sundown on Saturday, which was the beginning of Easter Sunday, um, and you know after midnight or into the very early, early portion of, of Easter Sunday, um, the soul of Jesus was in heaven. And then very early on Sunday morning, 
his soul returned to his body. And the blood started circulating again, and he became alive again. And the very first thing that he did after he became alive was he descended into hell. We talk about this even in the Apostles' Creed, that Jesus descended into hell. And there's a lot of question, you know, why did he do that? Um, and, and it's actually pretty simple and straightforward. Um, Jesus descended into hell for a victory parade. Jesus descended into hell to declare to the devil and all who had opposed him that he had raised himself from the dead. And their greatest hope was that somehow Jesus would remain dead. And that greatest hope was dashed when Jesus descended into hell to declare his victory there. The way I like to illustrate this sometimes is, um, you know, if you think of your history, if you're a bit of a history buff, and you think of the signing of the, the tr peace treaty at the end of World War II, it's one thing for General MacArthur to be out there on the USS Missouri and uh, to sit there with, with all these ships and guns all around him, and to sit there in, in peace as they sign the documents. It would be another thing entirely for General MacArthur to stroll down the streets of Tokyo all by himself with not a care in the world. It would be one thing for Jesus to, um, to raise himself from the dead and show himself to the world. It would be another thing entirely for Jesus to go into um, going to hell where the devil and the the evil angels, the, the demons, um, all the unbelievers who had rejected Noah, even all the way back really in the beginning of the book of Genesis, it's another thing for Jesus to walk through there and to declare in, in that place, that prison for those who had opposed God, um, that Jesus declares he has been raised from the dead, that he has won. And his victory is so complete that he has proven that he is the Lord of heaven and earth, above the earth and under the earth, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. The resurrection is proof that, that your sin is forgiven and therefore you have a future. And it's also the promise that one day you also will be raised from the dead, as well as every other believer raised from the dead to eternal life with our Lord in heaven. And here's the thing, that Christianity isn't simply about remembering events in the past, but God bring those, brings those past events into our life today through his tools, through his means, so that the blessing and benefit of the resurrection of Jesus is poured over the head of every, every person at Holy Baptism and distributed to the hand of every Christian in the Lord's Supper. And so as you go about your day, just think for a moment and keep in mind that your Jesus has been raised from the dead and his victory is so complete that he even walked through the streets of hell and declared there, he has been raised from the dead. and He's been raised from the dead for you. Thanks so much for joining us here at the Raised with Jesus podcast. If you have any feedback or questions or comments, you can look in the show notes. You can contact us by email at rwjpodcast at gmail.com or raisewithjesus.com slash podcast. God bless your day.